Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. for it until he received the latter and the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Amen. Well, we've got a couple of subjects mixed in. Some we really like to talk about and think about and some we don't. Amen. There's not a lot of people that want to talk about patience very much, but we sure want to think about the coming of the Lord. But James so delicately, intricately, and intentionally mixes all this together. Be patient unto the coming of the Lord. Then he talks about the husbandman. The word husbandman often in scriptures referring to perhaps the keeper of a vineyard or an orchard or farmer that we may say. The husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience. And he's waiting on something. He's waiting on the early and the latter rain. And so then James uses these analogies of his day to just say to us, be ye also patient, establish or establish your heart for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Now, I will tell you today something that's been echoed certainly in recent years and certainly in recent months, but I am not joining a host of ministers today that preach the coming of the Lord with very few signs to validate that statement. But I am talking about the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Lord drawing nigh in a season, in an hour when you can just look outside your door. We see it everywhere evident, not just a few things around the world, around the globe that we have to, that we have to go very far from but we can see it everywhere evident. Job reminds us that man is a few days and full of trouble. That's what Job said. Trouble is something that's common to everyone in the world. We think, you know, if I just had enough of this, it would alleviate problems. But you see, some things just create problems in other areas. You may fix one thing, but it'll just create a problem somewhere else. And so to saint and sinner alike, there's no one exempt from tasting of the bitter cup of trouble. And often when we are going through something, there's a spirit of discouragement that can just kind of want to set in on our mind, our heart, kind of move in our house, in our, in our home. 
Amen. And that, that's when things like uh, we begin to ask ourselves, why is this happening to me? Now, I won't ask for a raising of the hands. <laughs> I won't ask anybody to stand and say amen. But we've all had that season in our heart. Why in the world has this happened to me? And so we try to fix things as best we can, especially if it's within reach. We try to do what we can. But if we're not careful, we can miss what God is wanting to do in our heart. And I just want to speak for just a few moments about these things that James seems to place in our life. We're talking about this morning, my subject would be patient hope. Amen, patient hope. I'm thankful for hope. I, I, I don't know what people do that don't have the hope of the Lord. I've, I've been in some very dark places, not just me personally, but I've been with families and people walking through. My wife and I have been through some dark places with people. And I've often thought, what would we be doing right now if we didn't have the hope that the word of God and that prayer and that the validation of his spirit would bring to us. I'm thankful for the hope that God brings to us. And so when we think about, and if we could just look in this passage of scripture, I realize that, uh, that I just jumped into one portion of scripture, but I want to kind of bring some context to this. But one of the themes that seems to run through the fifth chapter of James would be, would be trouble. It would be peril. It would be persecution of sorts. James 5 and 4, we, are, we meet some poor people, and I mean that in the most literal sense, people that were being deprived of their wages, that that was rightly due to them. In James 5, 13 through 16, we meet people that are physically afflicted, those that need a touch from the Lord. They have physical issues. And then in verses 19 through 20, we meet uh, people that are spiritually backslidden, and they need, they need the hand of God to touch them. So we see these people that are in peril. And then the second theme in this passage of scripture is the theme of prayer. And that has been our theme for the last 28 days, a very intense focus on prayer. And uh, in James 5 and 4, the Bible talks about those that were being afflicted, those laborers that were crying, they were crying out to God, those that were being robbed of their wages, they, they cried out to God in petition. The sick and afflicted, according to James 13 and 16, were given a remedy for that. Amen. They were instructed to call for the elders of the church that would anoint them with oil, lay hands on them, and that God would heal their body and touch them. And then in James 5, he cited Elijah as an, as an example of someone that believed in prayer. And he says this, referring to Elias or Elijah, that man that was subject to like passions like we but he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And James reminded us that it rained not on the earth of the space of three years and six months. But then James prayed another prayer. He prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. And so when you join these two themes together, we arrive at the characteristics of someone who has been established in their faith in God. And so that characteristic is this, though trouble is all around us, we remain faithful to God. 
And so what do we do in uncertain times? Well, I'll tell you what we decided to do as a church. We just decided to stay together and to keep on having church. And even when a season brought us the inability to come together in the house of the Lord, we like masses of other people across the globe and around our nation, we just figured out a way that we could still warm our hands and our heart around the word of God. Why? Because we understand this, that though trouble comes my way, I know where my source of strength is and I know where my hope is. And my hope may not bring the answer tomorrow, but I'm gonna be patient in the seed that I have planted in the ground, that that I have waited on and believed for. I have complete and absolute, not frail faith, not whimsical faith, but I have absolute faith in the word of God. I'm gonna tell you that when the church starts praying, something's gonna have to start happening. Amen. And so we, we have to put our trust and our confidence in the Lord. Amen. Hope, I believe, comes from having the right perspective. The right perspective is, founding, is found in the fact that we look to the Lord in all things, in all things. What a tremendous message we heard this morning in our first service that set the tempo for the rest of this day. The word of God, our hope and our trust. Amen. It is found in him the strength to be patient in difficult times, the power to praise the Lord. I know that it might sound somewhat trite out of the moment, but I can remember many years ago, and my wife has said this more than once, but I can remember the very first time that I ever heard her say this publicly as a declaration, or at least it was public in our home, as, a, as an outcry, amen. I walked in the kitchen and, and I, I walked in the home and my wife was in the kitchen and she was just lost in prayer. I'm talking about war prayer. And she was talking to the Lord and she was in, in, in some in English and she was praying in tongues and, and in and out. And uh, at the end of that prayer, still intoxicated by the power of what God was doing in her life, she said, I am gonna praise my way through this. I'm gonna praise my way through this. I know that we heard that term many times and heard others talk about that. But I want to tell you, it's one thing to declare it with your lips in a moment to say, I'm going to praise my way through this. But it's quite another thing to apply that to your life. And when your hands feel like they're 500 pounds, you lift them against all opposition. And when your mouth seems like it has been muted by all the forces of hell, you raise your voice and say, I am going to declare his riches, his goodness, his power, and his favor. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm talking about having not just hope and sometimes we gotta have patient hope in that seed that we have put in the ground. It's gonna come up. It's going to come up and God is gonna allow us to enjoy the riches of it. Amen. You see, the art of waiting is not learned at one time. You don't just learn how to wait over one instance or one incident. Amen. But the Lord just puts us again and again and again in situations. As a matter of fact, if God had granted us every request when we wanted it, we would probably be run aground somewhere because the Lord alone understands the value of just waiting. The value of waiting. Letting us move a little bit and then wait a little bit. Move a little bit and then waiting a little bit. And so the power of the Lord to be patient. Patient when we're treated unjustly. Patient, not when, when, the, when James uses this word patience here, and I think it's important to underline this, 
that most often when the word patience is used in scripture, it is a word that is derived from the meaning to abide under, to just try to bear up under. However, what James is talking about is, is a word that means to be long-suffering or long-tempered. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need some patience here not just to get through a few minutes, not just a couple of days, but I need something that can help me to be long-tempered, that I can just continue to bear up. Can I, can, can I keep walking? when I don't think my prayers are being answered or can I keep walking when I don't even think my prayers are being heard? Can I be, can I be long tempered? Praise God, circumstances and, and people and things. God calls us to exercise this long patience. Solomon said in Proverbs, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit greater than he that can take a city. The second thing, amen, is to realize that our hope is not in this world. I'm hoping that the Lord returns. Praise the Lord. I mean that with all my heart. I see the signs all around me, but I'm gonna tell you that if the Lord doesn't come tomorrow, I'm still planning on serving him. If the Lord hasn't come back by Wednesday, I'm planning on being right back here in this house, lifting my hands and my voice and just doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward. I'm, I have a forward glance. And, and then James gives the illustration I mentioned a moment ago. It's an agrarian society and the people of that day that James was writing to certainly understood the picture of the, of the early and the latter rain. Amen. He said that the farmer waits for those. There's two central truths that come into play here. And that is this, that nothing will grow without these two rains. The farmer can do nothing to hurry these rains. Amen, he's got to wait on God's timetable, but he can do nothing without these two rains. Amen, if a man is impatient, I'm gonna tell you that you better not become a farmer because it doesn't happen overnight. You can't think it into existence and no matter how much you need something, you're dependent on the Lord, he alone. Amen, I would also say this, amen, not just about a farmer, but if anybody here is planning on being used of the Lord to do anything of any consequence, you need to realize one thing, it's gonna take a lot of waiting, a little bit of moving and a lot of waiting, a little bit of moving and a lot of waiting because waiting is a huge part of God's process. Amen, it plays a great role. I think it plays a greater role than we would dare like to imagine. No crop appears overnight, no Nothing is just morphed out of a vapor, but we plan in faith. Then the farmer knows this, that too much rain and my seed will rot or my crop will rot in the ground. Not enough rain, the sun's gonna burn it all up. An early frost could kill that that I've already planted. So you see how dependent the farmer is on God. He has what I need. He has enough of what I need. And so I gotta put my trust in him. Jewish farmers understood that they would plow and sow in the autumn months. They needed that rain to loosen the soil. And then they needed that latter rain that would come in the late spring, what we might refer to as our February and March. And that was the rain that would help bring that crop to maturity. And so I've got to have the early and I've got to have the latter rain. And I need just enough and not too much, just enough, not too little. I've got to learn how to have patient hope. In due season, Galatians says, in due season, we will reap if we faint not. If we faint not. Amen. And so here is the answers that God has for all of us. 
And that is this, that if we don't have our hearts established in him, we can't hope to harvest what God wants to give us, whether that's individually or collectively. Because a heart that is not established cannot bear fruit. Now, the, James didn't tell those that were suffering and those that were persecuted to just sit down and wait on the Lord to come, but he admonished them to keep working and to keep walking. And so I believe that, <clears throat> that to all of us here today that our admonition of heaven is this, to keep pressing forward. So what are we gonna do in uncertain times? Well, we need to just keep walking. Amen. I'm not just talking about uncertain times of our nation, but what do we do with uncertain times in our own life? We just keep walking. I'm so thankful people around me kept walking. <laughs> Amen. I have this one understanding that just because I can't see what God is doing doesn't mean he's not doing anything. As a matter of fact, many people sitting in this room today have lived long enough to see perhaps even multiple times Romans 8 and 28 carried out in your life that God brought some good out of things you were going through. You didn't think of it at the time. We couldn't see it at the time, but we've lived long enough to walk through some things and we look back and say, so that's what the Lord did. This is the gift that I got out of that. Amen, I'm gonna ask you to stand. Praise God. Praise God. To the church at Rome, Paul admonished them. Don't try to figure this out yourself. Don't, don't try to, to settle the, your own score. He said things like this, recompense no man evil for evil. He said, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Again, Paul comes back to that, don't avenge yourself. He reminds them that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He said, don't overcome evil. Uh, don't, overcome, don't be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And we do all of this by submitting to the sovereignty of God. What is that? Patient hope. Not frail hope, but just patient hope. I'm gonna keep my eyes fixed on him and I'm gonna do what God has called us to do. I close with this. For 28 days as a church, we have been underlining the important steps that we should be taking every day. Amen. We're bending our knees, lifting our voices, blending them together as a symphony of prayer, praying together, together. I remember several years ago, my a couple of pastor friends and I were meeting for lunch and uh, so two of us showed up at the restaurant and the other friend of ours never, never showed up. We could never get a hold of him. We kept trying to call him and never answered his phone. Somehow or another in all of our communication, he got the message about the wrong restaurant. And so he went to the wrong restaurant and for whatever reason in that restaurant, maybe a metal building or something, his phone had no signal. So he thought that something had just happened to us and so he just ordered lunch and had lunch on his own. We thought something happened to him, so we just ordered lunch and had lunch on our own. And so from that time to now, we all three get together sometimes and we'll joke about the day that we had lunch together apart. <laughs> and so sometimes we are praying together and sometimes we're praying together apart. 
we began this journey praying together. We have spent the rest of the month outside of our corporate services praying together apart. And I'm thankful for what the Lord has done in our lives. And so I ask you in the last few days that are left to allow God to establish something in your heart. Keep praying. I also say this. Studies show that a strong habit can be formed in anywhere from 21 to 30 days. Habits can be formed. And so prior to this, if you didn't have a habit of daily prayer, just let this habit continue. Would you do that? It will, be, it will be the best thing you could do for you and your family, and it will certainly be the greatest gift you could give to the church. Amen. To pray, to pray, to pray. And so I trust that we have developed this habit of saying, Lord, I just need to talk to you today. Amen. I want to start my day, if at all possible, I want to start my day this way and ask God to touch us. Would you join us together as we close this service? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.